0: Hello, world. This is TJ Morris. We had a little difficulty earlier, and uh, we're going to try this time to make this work. Oh, good. Dave says we're on. This is Dave Emmons, folks. He's going to train us as an alienologist. I'm really excited. We had up our earlier show, and for some reason, we got disconnected. So uh, let me bring on... uh, our guest, which is Dave Emmons, a journalist, and uh, Tommy Hawksblood uh, from Hawaii. Dave's in Illinois, and they can hear me, but uh, y'all give me a few minutes to get you on here. Uh, I see you spinning. So, you know, it's something going on, I think, in the uh, clouds up there or something. I'm not sure. But uh, I see your phone numbers. You're here. Could be because I tried the chat room today. I don't know, or because I called in on direct. But we've got this show up. Now we just got to it. It may be my computer, so I'll have to see how all this is going to pan out here. I've done my clear browsing, folks. And I guess uh, because my company is now American Music, American Music, American Communications Online, that uh, we have to do it under our banner flag. Okay, now. It says you're on. Let's see. Is Can anybody hear me? Dave, can you hear me?
1: Yes.
0: Yes, I oh, am here, Teresa. Yay. Thank you, Dave, for being so patient. I can hear me feedback. Uh,
1: are you in front of your computer? I'm in front of my uh, landline phone.
0: <laughs>
2: okay. All right.
1: Well, yeah. hold
0: on. Um, that may be Tommy Hawk's blood. Tommy, is that you? Uh, apparently not. Well, hold on, Dave. Uh, Tommy, okay. is this you?
3: It's mad. Yes, that's me. Oh, that's
4: great. me,
0: Oh, okay. A mad made it tonight. Yay. Wow. We got cut off of our earlier show, guys. We apologize if you were able to hear us. We got the whole crew here now. And, uh... Angie shut my door I'm doing a live show and it took us an hour to get on today we were I wonder if we were controversial guys I'm the only woman here but uh I'm real excited to have uh three major players in alienology but I guess we I shouldn't have used the UFO secret space command in the topic I am really shocked so if you got to hear anything earlier uh good for you because we got knocked out completely absolutely amazing so a mad painter my producers here on skype and tommy Hawk's blood with the aco in hawaii and our guest dave emmons he is actually a journalist he actually went to school to become a journalist and so let me get the whole crew uh typed in here and uh buckled in the seats. so uh Let's see here, Ahmed Painter I'm, I know you've been really ill But let's get you as our new general manager here uh, Would you tell everybody who you are As an author and a manager of our new group here ACO, please
3: uh, Well, I'm just an old hippie that likes to find out the truth and uh, I enjoy doing artwork And uh, mainly graphics work uh, I'm a radio host and general manager here at ACO.
0: Thank you. And I'm so glad to have you because we really had some technical difficulty today. I I was uh, listening. (laughs) You were what?
3: I was listening. I was talking to Tommy Oh, so (laughs)
0: Oh, good. Well, thank you because we don't – so there was some data uh, collected, uh, which – May or may not have been controversial I'm not sure, I was just going to try to introduce How we're going to go forward with Alienology with Dave Emmons as a journalist I don't know why that would be of importance To take us off It was probably just a coincidence
3: Even on the the Blog Talk uh, radio page uh, It said it was waiting For the host to call in And there wasn't Nothing there yet So it has something to do with Blog Talk radio I'm sure
0: Okay, okay. Well, I'm glad to know that. So we did. We apologize, folks. Now, Tommy, would you introduce yourself, and then you can make a comment, and we'll get Dave talking here. But go ahead. Clear the air.
4: Tommy Hawksblood here calling from the Big Island of Hawaii. Sorry about the inconvenience. Uh, I just started to talk a little while ago, and we got cut off. But uh, yeah, there's so much going on about that right now, but I've been involved with the UFO world almost all my life as far as spiritual quest as well. And it's time for, I feel the truth to come out, but not stories. So I've been pushing, uh, I did four books. I'm on my fifth book, which will be a manual. And it's called how to see a UFO. And I promise anybody that reads it, they'll be able to see a UFO if they do what I tell them to do. So I think everybody needs to see one because otherwise they're just going to think that it's maybe a possibility Uh, it's going to happen soon enough anyway. But as far as right now, uh, with all these stuff coming out, they need to look between the lines to find the truth in everything that they hear, read, and see. I mean, there's so many fake pictures coming out, so many storytellers coming out. And to filter through that to find out what's really important, what's going to affect a person in their lifetime. So, yeah, that's my goal in in this whole thing. And TJ and I are planning on doing a lot of different things as well. But I feel a couple of workshops are really important for protection and, and everything else about what's happening. So uh, we're going to get into a lot of different things. So I'll give it back to TJ. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Tommy. We appreciate your seven years of loyalty. Folks, no matter what, we're not going to go away just because we have technical difficulties or controversial issues. We try to stay out of politics and religions. That's why we have asked a professional journalist and also uh, alienologist. You know, we've talked uh, here online with Daryl Sims. One of the investigators with me in Houston, Texas area, uh, uh, Daryl Sims, me, and another Texan uh, that has passed, Jim Mars, Uh, we carried various groups together, uh, especially in social media. And on UFO Digest and working together out of Texas, but right now we're going to talk to Dave Emmons out of Illinois and get to know him a little bit better and see if we can't entice him into helping us in our ACO Network Media Partners with Ahmad and Tommy and I. So Dave Emmons, welcome. We apologize to you for any inconvenience that we've caused. Uh, You were on last week's show and we would like to talk to you about how we're going to build the topic of alienology in our UFO Secret Space Command, alien contact in our Allied Command. And we have a lot of free people out there sharing it with social media, including on our UFO Secret Space Command. So uh, how are you tonight, Dave? Give us a sound check
1: here. I am doing very well, Teresa. Thank you very much. And uh, to the other uh, hosts and, uh, and partakers of the program. Uh, uh, Tommy, who's written five books, that sounds uh, rather fascinating. Uh, he, he's been around the corner a few times, I guess. So, yeah, I've I've been around for, ever since I was 14 with this UFO topic. And it seems like the more I get into the UFO topic, and uh, your other guests will probably know this, that the more you get into it, the more uh, smaller details you get into in order to find out the real truth about things. I'm getting into aports. I, I don't know if uh, any of you, any of the people on this uh, on this uh, committee here, have heard of aports and what the uh, what's going on with that. I I've recently been involved in uh, in you know submitting some aports and some pictures and things of that nature. These are objects that just fall out of the middle of nowhere. And you talk about alien alienology. Now uh, that that could be part of the the alien scene. I, I just, uh, I guess, to kind of tell you a little bit. I heard from somebody earlier today that aliens like uh, chocolate strawberries, and uh, so I thought, okay, that's. I think uh, everybody likes those, but but uh, that's. It's just information that you put you put together. Uh, if people have have met or had contact with aliens, but I've I've met uh, several aliens uh, live, and I've met. Uh, several uh, in regressed uh, vivid dreams, but to know the temperament of an alien, I I know that they're they have no emotions, and maybe Tommy might be able to back that up with his with his book, his books rather five, and, but they have no emotions, and I know they they try to elicit emotions from human beings, and that's one thing that uh, they're they're usually I guess uh, most of the people that I've talked to. And uh, I've been—I do my own research. You said I'm a journalist, so yeah, I went to uh, journalism school. Had about five years of that in, in, in college uh, credits, but I, I never did really work in radio all the time. Just off and on, I, I've done some voiceover work, but I've—I've I've been involved in UFOs. Always, always thinking about it. I've asked several radio stations if they'd give me a show talking about UFOs, and of course, most of them will turn you away uh, because they don't understand. It's like. It's like Tommy was saying uh, that he'd like to get everybody to see one so they can believe it. I don't mind people saying, I have to see one to believe it. That's fine. Uh, I don't like the people who look at you and laugh and say, oh, you're crazy. I've had that too. And I imagine everybody else on the show has had that. Uh, But uh, but the study of of aliens is, is finding out who has contacted them, what race of alien they have contacted Uh, I've heard the reptilian. I haven't had much to do with the reptilian. I've I've seen one that that come within my vision just for about five or six seconds. It scared me really bad. It looked like a cobra snake, and it it vanished, disappeared. And I jumped out of that bed. I mean, I'm a big guy, but I jumped pretty high, out of that bed. But uh, that's the only uh, time I've ever had anything to do with a, a reptilian. And they have I guess what they're saying is, uh, if you listen to some of this news about about uh, child trafficking and people trafficking, human trafficking, it's it's uh, it's getting really out of hand. It looks like uh, the government's really cracking down on it. But part of that trafficking could be uh, aliens abducting people and they're never coming back, and that's that could be part of it. That could if they they get them studying it because they they disappear in national parks, they disappear in Alaska. I spent two years in Alaska, and while I was there, there was one guy that I know of that was in his uh, hotel room in Fairbanks, and they went to clean his room the next day, and everything was in place. His luggage was there. He didn't take very much, just the clothes on his back, and apparently he just disappeared. I don't know if Alaska is a good meeting place to disappear, because a lot of people do. And uh, I spent two years there, and I and I, I've been told, you know, be careful uh, wherever you go up there. So everywhere you go in Alaska, you have got to be armed anyway. The cops even tell you to be armed uh, because you never know what you're going to run into—a bear or some or some backwoodsman who is uh, is a little bit out of his mind. But I think the UFO problem up there could be one of the things that is that is involved in people disappearing. Uh, as far as knowing the temperament of, of aliens, that's uh, something that I've I've gotten into a little bit, trying to figure them out. Uh, do they do some of them express a spiritual? Uh, I guess uh, some kind of a spiritual makeup, because I sometimes feel that when I've been through several of my uh, abduction cases, uh, events that I've had myself, and and then I've had some that uh, scared me. Uh, I was almost electrocuted, uh, but it's—it's—they uh, use different forms, I guess, of putting people out, or, or putting people in a in a fashion I call dumb down. And they have different levels. They have this little—I think I've seen this device. It's a little, a black device, about five inches long, fits in the palm of the hand, and I think that's what they use to dumb you down. It must be a real powerful small device, but that's—that's uh, that's how they do it. But. Uh, I know I'm kind of jumping around here, but uh, with the alienology, I, I'd like to, you know, uh, talk about the the aliens themselves and who they might be, and how many do we have here uh, visiting Earth. Any comments from Tommy? Tommy's uh, been. Oh sure. Uh, the first thing
4: I want to say, you know, it's funny about when you said chocolate-covered strawberries. I know the uh, tall whites. They come to the the, uh, planet Earth, and that's one of the things they really want is strawberries.
0: I love them. It's the only thing they can't get. But I love chocolate-covered strawberries. I used to go down on on the waterfront in Illinois there, Dave, if you know right down there on Michigan Avenue in Chicago,
2: and get the best
0: chocolate-covered strawberries. But that doesn't mean I'm alien, does it? It just means I have something in common. Okay, no, but I am alien, I'm no, sure. some. it's um, I think we're all aliens. I think,
1: I yes, think alien yes, civilization
0: exists, and I think we're all aliens. But uh, back, to, back to you guys. I'm going to mute because I just wanted to say I love strawberries.
4: What yep. I wanted to tell you about, uh, I, I did photography with Swagel 18 for years. We used to lecture all over the United States for global sciences. But the things you talked about, we shot with probably the top photographers in the United States, and that's no lie. We got pictures of every kind of creature, entity, every kind of ship. Uh, he even had artifacts that were out of place, artifacts out of date, out of possibilities of being created. Uh, we, got, we had a video of an alien coming up to him as well uh, in contact with that. So uh, we considered ourselves the top photographers in the time, and that was around 96. And then I was trying to become friends with John Ford, and then they arrested him. But he shot the best video ever shot of a UFO crash on this planet. Uh, he's in the nut house since then. They won't let him out. So uh, I was involved with this when I was much younger. I worked with people directly, women that lost their children through abduction at eight and a half months pregnant and proved it. They had uh, the x-rays, sonograms, and everything done. Even when they went back to the hospital, the hospital said, there's no possible way you were pregnant yesterday. Uh, so I I know it's real, and I could go on about what they really want, and very few people understand. No matter what they tell you, no matter what they program you with, they want one thing. The number one thing they need, which is why they do come here, is blood, not DNA. They just need blood to keep their their creatures or whatever you want to call their things alive. But on the other hand, uh, sure, sperm and and embryos and and, uh, all that stuff they do use, but uh, only certain races need that because the, the greys are dying out. They will be probably – since they started hybrid, hybrid, hybriding us, they actually populated two other planets. They're not worried about planet Earth no more. So when people say the greys – the United States government had wars with them, killed a lot of them, so they're not going to stay here. They don't need to be here. They don't want to be here. But I will tell you about a little bit about the reptilians. They need to come here. They want to come here, but they need one thing. They need the planet radioactive, which is why Fukushima went off, why it's not stopping, why it's polluting per- the ocean, making it radioactive, why the planet's becoming radioactive. And once it's con- completely contaminated, they will try to move in and, and come back down here. Uh, so we have many races, but none of them can really help us. I don't care what people say, and I'm waiting for see one sign of help. I mean, the ancient alien people are talking about how they could have did this, they helped us in- the Mayans, the Aztecs, they were all mass killers. Going back as far as you want, the human race was a massive killing race, except for Atlantis. Now, I don't know how you are with past lives and, and that kind of awareness. I became aware of all my lives all the way back past Atlantis. And I, and, I, and I know the truth myself, whether people want to hear it, believe it or not, that's a different story. But after Atlantis went down, the reptilians and the draconians actually played with planet earth and created the desire to kill because in Atlantis, nobody was killing each other and they they didn't eat meat. There was a lot of different things that were incredible in Atlantis, which was taken away and replaced with killing and, and all the other aspects because they don't have feelings and emotions, like you said, and I consider it. They're not spiritual. They cannot talk about God. I dealt with people from, Venus, there's only seven people that were supposed to be the original seven beings that came here from Venus. What they say, what they talk about. And then uh, I met my first alien when I was 12, it came in our house. Uh, but from that point on, I was dealing with multiple ships following me and all kinds of stuff. I'm protected. Uh, they can't abduct me, and they try not, and they won't try, even though I'd say, Take me on your ship. I want to talk to you. But uh, I'm seeing a light ship all the time now, which is like above me in, here in Hawaii. I mean, about a month ago, it blinked at me 120 times in about 25 minutes. So, And they've been doing that for a year, so I have no clue what they're trying to say. I've been trying to talk to them, which they will not come down and, and actually talk to me, uh, or they can't beam me up on their ship. So it's kind of a, a, a void situation. Hey, so, Tommy, can uh, we watch uh, the clock I'll give to, to, to pass
0: you. the stick? Yeah. Tommy has been a co-host with me for seven years and can fill up to two hours by himself no problem and that's not uh, uh, discouragement that just means that's why he's my co-host Ahmed Painter would you like to jump in here and help me try to keep Dave Emmons involved with our ACO network here go ahead Ahmed tell him what we're trying to do here if you don't mind and get him back interested in us
3: (laughs) we we try and get some truth out there personally I have had no uh, UFO experiences uh, I've never met an alien but I'm sure believe in them <laughs> there's just too much evidence out there that says they're here that they've been here and they've been in a lot of places in our solar system You know, I, just, I fully believe in them and uh, I think it, the truth needs to come out uh, I think there's a lot of people like me that believe even though they don't ha- have to have any proof but it'd be nice to be given the proof
1: Yeah, I I've I've seen five up close UFOs, uh, probably not as many as Tommy has. Uh I'm interested in in the one that walked into your house, Tommy. Uh the what did he look like? What race was he? And what you have pictures from 1996, those would be wonderful pictures to to put out if you have you have a book on that?
4: Well, my book right now, see, I work with a a sergeant of 18 and we shot, we shot thousands and thousands of pictures. But, uh, when we were working together, he downloaded them on his computer and then somewhere in the interim, we weren't talking too much and he copyrighted everything. So, I mean, most of my pictures are in his computer under his copyright, which is fine because I really wasn't pushing UFOs. Uh, that wasn't my goal in life, but, uh, Getting back to when uh, the first alien came in my house, I was only 12. I had my friend staying over my house. Uh, I'll I, I put it as fast as I can. Well, we heard noises, so we both went downstairs and we saw it. And we ran upstairs and we grabbed baseball bats and everything. And then we went running back downstairs to try to beat it up. We were young, brave. Uh, it went right through the door. We saw the ship take off because it was on the side of our Not too close to our house, but we saw the ship take off. But uh, the creature that we saw in my house was very much human from the sh- from the shoulders down, but it had a cat's head. Now, uh, James Gillen, uh, this, he said he ran. She, he met with a particular race that he said was the one that his first race that he worked with and everything had a cat's head. But uh, that was only the first one I saw, and I – kinda of didn't know whether it was good or bad because it didn't talk to us, didn't say a word, but it just left. So uh in the interim, uh we filmed uh an uh, a tourian, which came right up to my friend and he was filming it when it came to him. But uh again, I am protected uh and I don't know too many people that can say that. No race can touch me, no alien race. I know the government can, but the alien races cannot. Uh and like you said, I was next to ships really close. I was six years old when it all started. The last, last thing I'll say, when I was six, a ship was coming to abduct my brother, and we were in the hospital. I jumped out of the crib, ran over to the window, and put my hands on the window, and the ship shot right back out into space. But uh, that's how it all started for me. Uh, so it, it's interesting. Uh, the races that I have come across and people that I dealt with on a regular basis way back uh, are most of them, like you said, people disappearing. And the ones that disappear, there's no record of how and why. And I mean, otherwise it's a running runaway or something like that. But we have to really start thinking about that as well. I'll give it back to you.
1: Okay, I I was just interested in in what uh, which ones I guess that are coming here. Uh, we've heard some uh, government officials uh, back in the day, back in the 50s, and then also a government official in Canada. Uh, his name, I can't, I can't remember, but he said there was seven races that were, were working with this planet, and there's other races of aliens who come here, and, and they're not welcomed by the other uh, seven races. I guess there, that's why there's, they have these NASA footage that shows uh, small orbs shooting up and then another one following it, and they said that's kind of like space wars. And I guess that's why we're developing our space uh, uh, army or space force. And uh, that's probably the reason why, is because there's a lot of activity around this planet and inside of this planet. Uh, I know that they walk amongst us. I know there's a book that's out, and I've talked to Dr. David Jacobs, and he said that most of them can walk right in a crowd of people and not be noticed. Well, I've noticed a few. Uh, I've been, I guess, been gifted with a third eye where I can pick up different energies on people. And when I see certain people, uh, they they seem like they're out of place. Uh, they, they could be out of time, loop, whatever. But I've actually uh, ran into s- several like that. And, and I know that the hybrids are, are walking amongst us, but they're being taken care of. Uh, I heard in Sedona there's, uh, there's quite a few hybrids. That's where I met. The hybrid that I, that I ran into, and which was a was one of the most fascinating parts of my UFO background, and uh, she was in Sedona. But I heard also from a couple of people there that that there is other hybrids there, and there's gatekeepers. Uh, that means they have a they have an earthly sponsor, a person who takes care of them, and, and uh, I guess tells them how to do things, this and this. But they get they get close to people. And I heard that they can be kind of like a little puppy. They get latched on to human beings, and they, they show their like, their, they're show that they like people a lot. That's what this one did to me. She liked me a lot and even said so. Uh, so they, they try to form an attachment to humans in order to learn emotions, human emotions, in which they don't have. Uh, they're apparently from a, their races are usually robotic or they're cold and they're, and they're hard people or hard entities, whatever, uh, I, I've met a tall gray in a very vivid, regressed dream, uh, a tall white, I guess, uh, alien you'd call it, and they look uh, just about like us, except they have the bigger eyes and the darker eyes, and uh, I found that to be amazing. And, and in some of my dreams are vivid dreams. Regressed, I call them, because I can self-regress. A, a hypnotist cannot put me under. I've tried that a couple of times, and it didn't work. It backfired, and the, the hypnotist uh, fell asleep. So I don't know. Something's protecting me, too, I guess, Tommy. I I, I, I don't know. I, I I guess I've been around for a while, and I've, I've seen a lot of things that could have happened to me that didn't. Uh, maybe maybe I'm being protected. They call them uh, guardian angels, but uh, they could be uh, guardian angels. Uh, uh, aliens, who knows But that's that's part of what they're doing With a hybridization program They're trying to mimic us uh, Act like us So they can, they can intertwine With everything we're doing And there's a lot of them here That's what I've, I've been told And uh, one person in Sedona said They know four They know four of them And I give names of, of a couple And they didn't answer back Apparently they're being kind of quiet Hush, hush about it, because if they're gatekeepers, they don't want to—they don't want to let that cat out of the bag because the alphabet soup people will be after you. Uh, we call that alphabet. <laughs> Dave, I know that. What's that?
0: Can I ask you a question? Yes. What, how can you help us know the difference in alienology between history and mythology? Because. Tommy and I, over seven years, have gotten into some deep uh discussions I don't know he's a he was a high school debater on the debate team, and he's very good at uh debating but you got to know what you're debating about. How do we know the difference between history and mythology and this alienology? We're looking for professionals to build a professional team here with our people with NASA and j p l jet propulsion laboratories and uh our friends, like uh, Dr. Scott was on last, well, no, it's Dr. Uh, Bruce what's Bruce his Cornette. name? Cornette. Cornette. Yeah. yeah. So uh, can you tell us how are we going to write this up? Because we're looking to have a professional trade association for the UFO Association organization. And uh, in that we have uh, officers for the Allied Command Organization, and we will be promoting the Space Force. And uh, we've got our own patch, and uh, we also are going to recognize our veterans in the uh, Supreme Allied Command, the Allied Command Forces on the planet, all the veterans, whether they're in Arm- Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guards, and uh, we're, we're getting ready to do all this in 2020, and looking forward to people but now just so I can tell you how I do it Dave you don't have to take my advice but I am a Stan fan I am a Stan Lee fan and I am a Stanton Friedman fan so what right. I did was uh George Filer and Stanton Friedman helped me set up a long time ago, the first UFO association. And we did I didn't work it with all my websites uh, as much as I could have, but those have been smashed because it got so expensive. So George Filer has his files. Tommy has his. Ken R. Johnston has his. And uh, Dr. Bruce McAbee, I'm sure, has his. And the man that came on last night in my ACO club, Dr. Bruce Cornett. Now, he's been with me a long, long time apparently on the planet and with a, a higher group that looked like us, but he does uh, – he he endorses that women are in charge of this group that look like us, and I, I, I work with them too. Now, we, it, I was gone two hours last night, and my dog went and slept with my daughter, and I woke up just as uh, awake and knowing I'd gone and come back, and I was debriefed and uh i'm amazed that i'm even back here again without a body near death experiences but tommy knows and i i want to know how do people like me are going to share with by location when we're here in the bible they would take you in the twinkling of an eye so this is is this going to be history mythology or religion and and i'm going to mute now and let you talk about that because uh and and uh, mad will you make sure that the uh, baton gets Passed around there please And I'm going to mute So I'm really interested in the difference And how we're going to do all this As a journalist
1: Go ahead Okay, As far as history is concerned I think we can differentiate The the three Mythology is going to be something That's going to be harder to place Because we're not really 100% sure On mythology On history that's been documented uh, we can go back to the starting of this country with George Washington. There was a Saint Germain uh, who come in play, in, uh, and he taught them how to how to write the, the Constitution, and he he, he told them how to how to put it together. And these people all met, and he said, "Get it done." And he got up on the balcony, and this guy was tall, and he might have been a tall white alien, uh, and he's been around the world in other places, like in Italy and France. You've heard of Saint Germain. Now, he played a role in the history of aliens, and we can we can kind of push it that way. George Washington and thomas Jefferson, Benjamin Franklin knew this guy very well, and they uh, they also they, he told them that to start this country, you're going to have a, a great country. don't worry about battles, you will win them. That's what George Washington was told, and i I believe they've helped them maneuver around the British at the time, to, to win uh, that Revolutionary War. And so that's part of the type of history, I think, we can see that the aliens have been involved with. I'm going to have a harder time, like I say, with mythology. Uh, you can go back to the ancient Greece and uh, and back in the Egyptian uh, mythology and study that, but it's all part of the same thing. It's the aliens interacting with the human beings here and uh, the religion part of it it's it's all in the Bible. you can read it Ezekiel, uh, Moses, uh, Noah uh, he he was supposed to have been tall, blonde-haired, blue-eyed. he looked different than the than the rest of the people there at the time. so actually it, those are the other books. those are not in the Bible books, but those are uh, in, in the in the books of uh, I, I guess, uh, Hosea or whatever But it was in one of those books I'll, I'll think of the names But that's part of the, uh, the Religion part of it And Moses was well, I guess was talking to God But actually it's uh, He was talking to uh, No doubt aliens uh, And that's that's part of where Religion plays uh, I I guess the reality Of everything is that I, I think they played a, an important part uh, In this in our human existence, ever since uh, ancient Sumeria, and that's that's part of the history part where you can talk about the aliens being involved there, the Anunnaki. Uh, so, those those areas of history can be compared with what is going on today. Uh, like I said, uh, the mythology part, Teresa, is going to be uh, hard to figure out, uh, but you, you can follow the leads on that and take a look at it and see what they're saying is compared to what we have already seen in history and religion. Uh, I guess, Tommy, you have any thoughts on on that, uh, separating the three?
4: Uh, Well, I did so much research and became aware of my lifetimes during those time frames, so I know a lot about it, uh, which goes against what most people believe as far back as Moses. Moses was, to me, the greatest black magician to live on this planet. He was working with uh, a lot of different things. Don't forget, when he came out the mountain with Ten Commandments, he he wrote 600 more. And those 600 laws, are un, no person could follow them. And what he did, uh, all the things he did, had a matter of killing children and women and children. So, yeah, I don't talk about Moses much because I know who he was, what he was. Uh, he didn't follow what supposedly God told him.
0: Tommy, Tom, uh, Matt, let me do a sound check. Uh, oh, can you hear me? Hold on. I have to put my mic down. Uh, Matt, are you back now? You got kicked off.
3: Yeah, well, I, for the moment. I, I tell you, my internet's been going up and down.
0: Okay, folks, I've got the con tonight. Normally, uh, our <clears throat> our general manager will have the con. I called in on Skype direct, but... Uh, that seems to be working tonight. We're checking it out, but uh, he got cut off. But a man's been having trouble over in his area anyway, right, a man with you coming and going?
3: Oh, yeah, this is an ongoing thing here.
0: Is it because we're going to 5G or what? Because I've got MediaCom yeah, 5G that's G here.
3: Have pro- that's when I started having problems when I put the 5G in.
0: All right, so he and I are on 5G So Tommy, if we get cut off I'll call right back in But uh, Go ahead, we're setting up a a group Of ACO Network Media Partners And we're hoping that Dave will Subscribe to having a show with us Weekly here, 6 to 8 On Thursday, so you can learn how We're going to write articles On our websites and let people uh, Come and talk about their show Or what their article is about And it can be about any kind of Alien or any kind of Allied Command Group. We've got all kinds out there, and we'll get into that. I hope you know. I, I subscribe to the Andromedan group in the Andromedan galaxy of M31, but I was uh, trained outside the universe, and I was told that I was chosen before I was born. So I haven't probably a very generic story that everybody can tell you. Yeah, yeah, you know, you were talked to when you were a kid, you had a playmate, and in the seventh grade you are abducted, and, you know, when Dwight Hanson's blah, blah, blah. So, uh, but we don't know. We're comparing to see if it's generically standard now, and that's why I want Dave to help me document as an alienologist and uh, work with me and Daryl Sims and Tommy and Matt and Oh, my gosh, all these other people. And uh, Graham, too. But real quick, Dave, weren't you just on uh, Graham Hancock's show or somebody else? No, uh,
1: uh, that was uh, Grant Cameron.
0: Uh, What did you guys talk about, if you don't mind? He's a friend of ours and been on this radio show. He was on our show, I think it was December 18th. But he's been here, and he helps us. He's in our circle, just so you know, our ACO group with our national director. Doctor Bruce McAbee, PhD for ACO UFO, But he's one of us, so uh, but tell us a little bit about that and then we'll get to you and Tommy.
1: Okay, I I guess we didn't get in deep enough into the religion history and uh, you know, that type of separation, but that that's what we'd have to look at. Uh, I, I guess looking back in our in our natural history, what what involvement uh, the aliens had. And St. Germain, I need to finish that story. I don't know if a lot of people know that story. But as, as he helped them put together the Constitution, uh, and he told them, he said, they can do it and it, uh, get it done. So he sat and watched them. Once they were finished, he read it, and he says, good. And he laid it on the table. He walked out the door, and they never saw him again. And they said he, he was a vegetarian. He wouldn't drink any water. He would always have to boil the water for tea. And he'd only eat green vegetables above the ground. So that tells you he was very much different. And he was, he was, our country was started by, or helped by St. Germain. And also you hear, you heard the story of George Washington in a battle. His coat and his trousers were hit by six bullets, but it never touched his body. Uh, So something tells me they were protected uh, and they the, whatever happened, there was a storm that that come up really bad with a tornado that actually forced the British to back away from Washington, D.C. in that war. And so there's a lot of things that, I, I, you know, you can take a look at. This country was, was I guess, was born out of uh, uh, intelligence up above, so, but also religion the same way. Uh, that's why I usually say god of gods, because ancient people called aliens gods. Well, they weren't gods. Uh, there is, I guess, a, a supreme source of energy, in which is God. We, we say God, but I, I don't want to get into religion, but that's where that comes in, where it, where it breaks off. Uh, Modern-day uh, ufology right now, is, it looks like we're coming close to disclosure. It, it looks like the hybrid program is, is good, doing well, uh, from what I see. And I've seen, I guess... Maybe three hybrids myself, and uh, I, I know I know who they are, what, what they what they look like. Uh, they look like like any of us walking around, and uh, and oh yeah, we well, getting back to uh, Grant Cameron. I'm sorry, I got I got off on the other. Uh, tried to finish up some of the questions between religion and history, uh, and that type of thing. But Grant uh, Cameron uh, and I last night uh, did a recording, a video recording of. A, relating my UFO sightings to a ports uh, if you guys heard of the aports where things come into your dimension or into your into your closeness it where it, it shows up at your foot like like a quarter or uh, I've got I've got I guess about 10 a ports that I showed last night on on zoom video to grant and he's into the A-port thing and uh, he, he's wanting to He's wanting to take this other evidence. It's, it's, it's forensic evidence proving aliens or not proving aliens. that they could, they could be dimensional or they could be aliens. And to me, every time I had, uh, he asked me to explain every time I had a UFO sighting what happened after that. Well, a couple of them I found uh, implants. And I, had a, I have a picture of an implant that I showed him on, the, on Zoom. And the other is I had these A-ports. I, my, my most valued, I guess I, I showed a jewelry, a little ring jewelry box with a little rock in it. It was a real pretty little rock. In that that, that rock at that time, I, I picked up a quarter in the floorboard of my car. I just cleaned my car, and there was a quarter looking at me, so I picked it up. Didn't think anything of it, but a lot of people get pennies and quarters, heads up. That means uh, good luck or, or somebody, an angel is in contact with you, but but uh, it even went beyond that with me. This this little stone that I found in my car in the exact same place that I found the quarter, there was something else connected to it. Uh, there was some energy that was involved, and it stayed in my car. It was in my console of my car. And, matter of fact, I just talked to the dealership today. I don't want to tell you guys how much I paid to have my car, you know, <laughs> fixed up. It was all quite a bit of money, but now it's it's running re- very well. Uh, it's a it's a it's a Cadillac, so they, every part uh, costs a lot. So it it really took us for a loop. But uh, in in the car that I had was a Buick. It had a console in it. This was back in 20 uh, 2011. It was after I met the hybrid uh, alien, and everything started. It, it started moving more rapidly after I met that hybrid alien, and. This little this little rock that I found I, I put I put it away and I, I cherished it because I knew it come from somewhere else. You just had that gut feeling that it does. But the console of the car got really hot. I couldn't put my foot up against it on the gas pedal. I usually put my my leg against the console to rest it you know from the gas pedal, and it was so hot I couldn't put my leg against it. So I went and got a a, a, a heat gun or a, t- a temperature gun. And I shot it, and it was, it was 175, and it was hot. I took it to the dealer, and the dealer said, oh, no, you're crazy. That can't be. There's nothing there in that area that could produce any heat. I said, it's hot. So the manager went and got his heat gun. He shot it. It was 178. He says, my God. He said, what's going on? And he said, well, we'll get that in and check it out. Well, they went in to checked everything out, looked over everything, and they put a little, uh, I guess, three-eighths of an inch of insulation in it, and when they brought, they got done with the car, I said, that's not going to work. And they said, how do you know? I said, well, I'll tell you in a day or two. And so it didn't. The heat was still coming through, and it was really hot. And uh, I took it back, and they, they called Detroit to try to figure out what the problem was. The engineers uh, were talking about how to, how to resolve that issue. And I told them how to resolve it. I said, something came in my mind telepathically. I guess I was being spoken to from them up there like uh, like uh, Warner braun Braun said uh, but I I told them I said get insulation with a aluminum metal backing and they said why I said I can't say why I just know it's going to work so they did that they put that that aluminum backed insulation in there and so the, the temperature dropped it, it wasn't hot anymore and they looked at me and they said Dave how'd you get this information how would you know this I told this one guy and they had actually asked me today, they said, Have you been out west lately? And the two same guys that worked work with my car they were managers, a dealership and they uh they said, Have you been out west lately? I said, No. I said, But I'm thinking about going out there and they said, I hope you don't have any more problems like you did and I said, Yeah and one of them looked at me like he knows something was really he said, Yeah, something was really weird with that car. So whatever it happened. They they planted some energy on my car somewhere in that console, and that energy produced heat, and that was that was energy to track me. I guess uh, the only thing I could think of. Uh, so that's that's part of the, I guess uh, the alien setup where they track you. They do it with implants. They can track your car, but why why there was so much heat there? I I don't know. Any answers for that, Tommy? Have you run across that?
4: Well, uh, I know a lot of people that had implants. I used to do psychic implant removals, uh, which actually deactivates them. I don't actually go inside the body to remove them. But uh, I met the person that was doing the implant removals, and he said a lot of people, when it was an implant, their whole back would heat up or their whole arm would heat up. And like you're saying, they're alive inside the body, but they're dead when they come out. I mean, it looks like a little piece of metal, but when it's inside the body, it's actively alive because it, it connects to the, the system of your body. Now, another friend of ours was on my show and uh, recently on TJ's uh, who was implanted a couple of times, and she had a boyfriend cut it out of her back, and she just threw it away. But uh, there's a lot of things going on, but I just want to just backtrack one quick second. I, I, I lived in Jersey, and I went to the Juma Mansion. It was the oldest house in New York City. Uh, I know a lot about George Washington, his daughter, and everything else. I can tell you some facts. Maybe we can talk offline one day. Uh, George Washington was spiritual. He worked with an angel. He also wrote a prophecy of the three wars that are going to happen to the planet: World War One, World War Two, and he predicted World War Three as well. So, uh, again, I'm part Native, so I dealt with a lot of the elders, and it was. Also, whether you can add this or not to your uh, story, but the Native people created the Constitution of the United States. The symbols, everything came from the Native people. It was when they were being forced to unite, and that's how it was created. But they were outlawed from the Constitution once it was created. Uh, So there's a lot of stories. And one last thing. I mean, we have to really find the truth within each one of them. Because when we talk about aliens and gods, you have to forget there was another thing in place, too. And they're called deities. Deities and they walk the earth as well. Uh, So there's a lot of combinations of deities, aliens, and gods. Uh, So, And then when we put aliens into the picture as being gods, who controls them? It's like who controls the human race? We're all under a, a lower or higher force. I do call it God, but people can call it whatever they want. But when we deal with that, then we're constricted to our belief systems, and everybody has a belief system, whether it's close to the truth or close to their programming, uh, and I just say more people are programmed than than actually experience their truth. So it's a programmed world as far as what people perceive God to be. And I do multiple talks on God, multiple talks on Jesus, multiple talks on, on spirit and death, because I had five death experiences. I spent half of my life traveling out of my body, meeting with deities, working with deities, working with angels. I do not deal with aliens because they're just a, a lower level. They don't have the feelings and emotions that the human race does, and that's why they are here other than food so yeah we can get into that some other time but uh if you ever want to talk off, offline we can as well uh i've been there done it uh and when people say well like you said out of place artifacts my friend has a knife it's a knife it was made in uh i think 1847 and it was in iraq that was over thousands of years old so how is it possible So uh, I feel my viewpoint on that real fast is aliens are implanting things on planet earth to make us believe certain things. And if you know Billy Meyer's story, when he went into the cave and pulled up uh, uh, the the, the manuscripts of of the supposedly the person who killed, uh, helped kill Jesus, Judas. uh, And he said he, uh, he released that, but the people that he gave that to the whole family were killed. So he can only release part of it. And that's the town of Jamad by by, by him, with Billy Myers, when he wrote it, uh, rewrote it because it was in another language. So, yeah, there's stories and there's truth, but I really feel that the government is dealing with aliens and not the ones that are playing with us or being friends with us, and they're also dealing with lies and, and programming. So uh, I feel anybody that got promoted, uh, abducted, I call it abducted, people will say, now they're uh, experiences. Experiences are programmed people. And I just had a big discussion with somebody that was abducted when they were little. I said, once you get abducted, they already chipped your brain, your consciousness. They can find you and use you, whether you accept it or not. And then when the government made deals with them in the 50s, they made deals that they can't remember what was really happening. And now they're allowed to give them fake stories. And I'm telling you, 90% of those stories, I'd like to see one fact proven, one thing that one of these people say about how good aliens are. I I dealt with them all my life. I I worked with people that were missing time, and I helped them fill in the time, how they got abducted, what happened to them. My best friend was Bud Hopkins' first person that he ever worked with for a year. So uh, I started at a really early age doing hypnosis, and then I started doing past life regression and implant removals. So And people didn't even understand or know what it was. I just was shown what it was and told what it was. Uh, but I work with deities as well. And the only other thing I'll throw in is people don't realize that Lucifer is as real as, the, as an alien is. So uh, they both have full power over this planet. And the easiest way is look at the planet, what's happening to it right now. So else uh, uh, I can say is my new book, not the one that I'm releasing about UFO is my newest book is The True Teachings of Jesus from God Realization. And the government's doing everything they can to remove God from any part of the picture that we deal with right now. And I'll leave it at that.
1: Right. Uh, With Jesus, I was just going to mention that uh, since we're talking about mythology, uh, religion, and history. Uh, With Jesus, I I actually think he was sent here to actually teach us something or teach us about uh, love and forgiveness and, and try to get us into a, a, a much better human race, a more peaceful human race, and which has never been done. We're, we're warlike, and uh, every, every time we turn around we got another war. Uh, we're, we're a violent uh, species, I guess you could say. I've been in a war myself, but I was ordered to be in that war, and that's why I did it. Uh, getting into the, the Indian aspect of it, Native American Indian, I'm, I'm about 15% Crow Indian. My mom's about almost about half Crow Indian. And my grandma was actually full-blooded Crow, and her whole family background were Crow Indians. And my mom and my family have had UFO experiences. My mom has. She's 91. She still talks about it today. And she's rather sharp about what's going on in the UFO community. And uh, she she knows that there's something there that, that, uh, uh there, there, whatever, by a- aliens and, and UFOs. And she's seen, she's seen one huge triangle craft with me, uh, back in, uh, it was April 9th, uh, 2011 and 2010, 2011 2012 were some big years for me as far as, as seeing UFOs and, uh, and being abducted. And I guess they go into patterns, but I, the only time I, I know about aliens, uh, I, don't, I can't say they've been mean to me. I know that they bent my foot down one time to wake me up after an abduction. Uh, that kind of hurt. And then they almost shot me to death, and that, that kind of scared me, and I thought I was going to die from that. Uh, a very a very strong shock of static electricity next to my bed. That actually happened three times. Uh, I read my notes, and I have about a uh, 250-plus page ledger, And a lot of my notes detail some of the other things that I don't talk about. And if I read my notes, I'd have a lot more material. Uh, I've went as long as two hours. You were saying two hours with Tommy, and Tommy sounds like he's got a lot of information from his five books. Uh, I've done two hours on the subject and still had more time to talk about it, but I can get into the the smaller things. And uh, we're talking about alienology. I guess we'd have to talk about the – the, the small imprints they leave on us and in our minds, uploading, downloading in our minds, like Tommy said, they control us. And as being an experiencer, I don't feel like I'm totally controlled, but I'm, I'm, I keep asking the question, why? Why did they, they pick on me? Why did all this happen to me? What are they wanting from me? What, what can I do? Uh, what is it that I can do? Uh, and I guess the best thing I can be is, is a good human being, and a kind human being, and that would probably be going against uh, the alien way of, of thinking, like like you said, Tommy. They're they're not here for good. Uh, I, I think the same way. I, I think they're they're monitoring us, and why they follow certain DNA lines, like like American Native Indians, just like you, and like me. You probably have more. Native American, Indian, Indian, than I do, it sounds like, but I, I have about 15%. That's probably enough for them to be interested in. But our history, the history of alienology, they got, there's there's giants that we've been finding in this country and all over the world. They were 9 feet tall, 12 feet tall humanoids. And uh, this was kind of like David and Goliath back in the day, but the humans have went through a a series of changes, uh, you know. So we, we we started out being, they say, pro magnum, but I think we started off being different than that. I, I think we've been here on this planet for a long, long time, and every time some alien species comes and and changes us around, like 65,000 years ago, they changed us around in, in ancient Sumeria, but it's a uh, we go through those changes why they want to changes and why do they want the hybrids here uh, I guess because they want to be able to change our society maybe into a more peaceful and more intelligent uh, society because the hybrids apparently are, are groomed and bred to be more intelligent than we are uh, maybe an IQ past 300 who knows but uh, that's that's another big question why the hybrids why they do what they do uh, and you know, I given the history and archaeology a lot of serious thought, uh, especially in history the, uh, I watch archaeology programs. I, I don't just watch ancient aliens; they do have some good things all. but I watch a lot of archaeology programs about ancient Egypt, uh, and I try to put together all these things, and you you mentioned Atlantis a while ago. Yes, that's mythology, Uh, but we really feel that Atlantis really existed, and a lot of scientists say it did exist, and they were very intelligent people. Uh, Could they have flown away at the time when there was a a world calamity, like a flood? Uh, Who knows, but uh, that's mythology that's proven. Some scientists can actually put a finger on and say, yes, something did happen, and and Atlantis did happen. Uh, Religious-wise, of course,
0: Bible to look at. I did a I did well, a, right. a, a show called Atlantis Oracle, and you're welcome to go listen to uh, the spokes part. Uh, it's like speaking, but with uh, original music that the ETs provided uh, with me and Dave Huckabee. Uh, I believe that was his name, but I paid a hundred dollars to him, so. Uh, uh, I, I write for Broadcast Music Incorporated as a songwriter out of Nashville, New York, and I'm not even going to mention how much that project cost me, Dave, but is it, I forget which Huckabay, uh, Scott Huckabay, I can hear Janet yelling in my ear, Scott, Scott Huckabay, and she met him when uh, over in Hawaii, too, but uh, I'm just letting you know, it's free, uh, I don't get paid to do that, I, I've I'm put, I am mean, put over $50,000. i will just say it like that. A man knows how much I put in there, well, at least what I told him. But uh, it was a very expensive venture, but it was during the Steve Jobs area when he came in and helped us on the Internet. And uh, I had to go with CD Baby and some other company in New York and to use uh, certain shows I wanted or shoot certain music. But anyway, uh, Dave, just write down Atlantis Oracle uh, yeah. by – TJ Thurmond Morris, I think. I don't even remember. I don't even have a copy of my CD here, but uh, I went public with it. Uh, but it is about my past lives, at least some of them, not all of them, but a few of them. So I don't know if you would say that's it's history to me, but it's mythology to you, right? <laughs> and this is with what that, I want you. My exactly.
1: my music. Atlantis oh, music, Oracle. My, yeah. Uh, yeah, I haven't I haven't heard that yet, so I'll have to I'll have to do that. Uh yeah, you, you, you've been, it's you've on YouTube. Oh wait. Ahmed's <laughs> talking. Change what Ahmed?
0: Go ahead, Ahmed. I said
3: I picked it's up on YouTube, the one song. Uh,
0: okay. It's on YouTube, uh Atlantis Oracle.
3: And by, okay.
0: but I don't know if it's uh I think back then I used T.J. Thurmond Thomas Morris because I wasn't quite – let's see, when I did that, I was still wasn't married to my husband, and uh, I used the name Thomas because my mother was Teresa Thomas and my sister Brenda Thomas, and in my divorce from Gerald Orr, I put back the name Thomas. So, I think it says Teresa Thurman Thomas. Do you remember, Mad, uh, at all, anything? Or just you pulled off the music at Oracle once?
3: Yeah, I just pulled up Atlantis Oracle and it was there. I don't remember we own that.
0: So my company owns that music, but uh, since I put it out there, I guess I could get it back to put it on, uh, since to me it's history, but to other people it'll be mythology or just a song but uh there's a doctor I work with uh what is his name simq out of Hawaii i don't know how these people got it. Walter simq and he has a lot of friends, Dave, on LinkedIn that follow me because of past lives and uh there's a whole group we work with pyramidologists just heard you mention you like pyramid or the pyramids uh, or Egypt, and we have a a uh, whole bunch of friends we've had uh, do do uh, YouTubes or uh, play, pay a lot of money like I did on projects. And one of them was Dr. Carmen Bolter that went over to uh, – you can see her now on YouTube. I think it's under ancient aliens or ancient history, but it's the uh, Pyramid Code. So look that up, too. Have you seen that, Dave?
1: Pyramid no, I code? haven't. I, I, yeah, I talked to a it's, scientist uh, the last couple of days. And he, he said a, that, the, um, that the pyramids were water pumps, and that's what yeah. he said. Oh, Steve Myers,
0: Stephen Myers.
3: Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he ain't the only one, and that's uh, – if you got Netflix, it's on Netflix under documentaries.
0: Who's okay. that? Dr. Carmen Bolter, Pyramid Code?
3: Yeah, the or Pyramid Steve, Code.
0: All right, that's the Pyramid Code. And then uh, Stephen Myers, a good friend of mine, as far as he and I in the ACO club – uh, we've been real close for years he came on i need to have him back on but it's on here somewhere in our in our history uh we have all the people that have visited here dave when you have time to do research right here on tj mars et radio for years of helping people get their stories out that's one reason we were inviting you in as a journalist under the heading of alienologist if you're interested in joining you can tell by my Facebook, people, because just about anybody that's on my Facebook has followed me as uh, E.T., T.J. Marce, E.T. Radio, or uh, know me as Teresa J. Marce. And then before that, I wrote many, many books. So I'm an author, an artist. I was an artist of Hawaii. And it's very hard to get in that group, but uh, one of the girls went and took all my art. Funny enough, it was all about extraterrestrial, our UFOs, our uh, wow. portals in Hawaii. I was an artist of Hawaii, and uh, wow. I did one of Mars before we had the internet, or before I'd seen Mars. But, and then I used to teach lessons to people in Hawaii and uh psychic work and uh started the first ancient mystery school open to the public and put it in the newspaper and even that back in the day back in the 80s and 90s was hard to even put anything in the newspaper i could tell you stories of course everybody can about the work i did uh creating a spiritual path for uh out of body near death experience sci- a science uh, spiritual science group and the Atlantis Oracle I did, Musicians, and I've got all kinds of tracks I've been involved in, but I tried to pull them together under Ascension Center Psychic Network in in Hawaii, and then I became one of the psychics for Michael Jackson, and he and I worked together to make the world a better place. He has his own organization, of course. He's on the other side with my husband and my daughter mother and father. So, uh, you know, we're going to have a group here. Uh, I wish you could come, Dave. But it's uh, for the uh New Horizons Health and Wellness Psychic Fair, June twentieth, I think, or twenty sixth, whatever this Sunday, with uh Erica Marsha Boserhain. So look her name up, but she every once in a while sponsors people to come in. We had James Van Prague in twenty eighteen and this year we're I don't I think we're just using a local guy that's uh in uh, metaphysicians I'm very interested in metaphysics right now Dr. Rick Miller but we may get him next time But in 2020 we plan on having a big event For all our ACO network media partners So I hope you're there So you can train our journalist As an alienologist yeah, you're, If you're interested with our group ACO
1: Yeah you're you're breaking up a little bit Teresa On the phone I'm sorry Almost I was better. playing with
0: my I'm sorry I was playing with my No no cord you're and Okay, I called in this time on uh, – I uh, couldn't get in, Tommy, on the phones, you know, the one you, we called in on. So I, I right. used the uh, Direct Connect on this. Oh, cool. Uh, they let me in on the Direct Connect. Up. Well, okay. I
4: always use that.
0: I'll, I'll mute. I don't know why it breaks me up, I guess because we're on my
4: line. I don't know. Y'all
0: have it broke well, up,
4: but I'll mute. Well, Dave, you know, I just wanted to go backwards a little bit. Uh, I studied uh, multiple religions. Uh, I studied spiritual paths and everything. Uh, I traveled all over the United States. I sat down with many elders in every nation. And they talk about the star beings helping them. Well, I said, this is something I think people need to understand if they even care about Native people. But there was 50 million Native people here 500 years ago. All right. In the past 400 years, 49 million were killed. So, obviously, the help that they got from the aliens didn't help protect their race. So, I mean, when they, because they talk about the star beings, they don't know what race it is, even. Uh, and they talk about Bigfoot, and it said Bigfoot never helped anybody in the Native Nation as well. So, people create stories, and that's why I fight hard to keep the truth online against the the parts that are a little bit exaggerated because basically when a man writes anything, he always exaggerates whatever he's writing, especially if he doesn't know what happened in between. He has to put something in there to make it a complete book. So uh, getting back to the Native Nation, I danced all over the United States with just about every tribe. And I was with with Thomas Minyaka, who was the oldest Hopi elder who carried the Hopi prophecy. and And I was with him right before he died. And he told me, it's not going to happen. The white race is not going to accept it. It's not going to. And it, the basic prophecy says that if the white man doesn't unite with the red man, the world will be destroyed. And when he died, which was years ago, but he said, if that doesn't happen, the world will be destroyed. And they're not ready. They're not ready to, to do that. And I don't want to get into that, but it's, it's sad because he was one of the people that carried the Hopi prophecy for a real long time. Like I said, he was the oldest Hopi elder alive. And when he died, uh, James Kimi which was a white man took over the prophecy and he kind of rewrote it to make it better for the white race uh, and that's what man does I mean if you go back in history uh, one day we could talk about Atlantis and I'll go into detail about what went wrong what happened and everything else if you want but uh, again I was there and I saw it I went I I, I left right before the destruction of it but uh, when people talk about how it ended why it ended and why different aliens were here and and You have to realize the the first race religion was Hinduism, and they were dealing with the deities at the time. And sure, you look at the images of what they created, the deities are. They're multiple figures, multiple heads, multiple hands, animal heads, and they're everything except normal looking. So were they alien races? Uh, People want to decide. And I'll tell you, deities don't work with the physical reality. They teach in the spiritual worlds, and that's so different than teaching in the physical worlds. And because what you learn there doesn't help you here. What you learn here doesn't help you there. And I could go on about that anytime with anybody on this planet. I mean, I've been writing letters to the Pope and the Dalai Lama and Epitoli and all those kind of people. I said, you're telling people about the earth. It doesn't help them prepare for death. And that's I I feel that's the most important thing because you're not going to live longer than 125 years as a human. You can reincarnate into an alien body and stay here for 500 years and things like that if that's, what you, if that's your pleasure. But one last thing. Aliens are incarnating into this planet in large numbers right now. The population is 150,000 leave daily. 350,000 come in daily. So there's a lot more beings coming into this world than leaving. And a lot of them are incarnations of alien races. And that's why multiple people say, I'm a walk I'm this and that. I feel I'm a girl. I feel I'm a man. All those things come into play when you go into past lives and, and re- regression and all those kind of words, which I've been working on for the past three quarters of my life. So it's not like I just stepped into it and wanted to learn about it, but I experience what I talk about. So I won't talk about things that I, I haven't experienced directly. I'll I get back to you.
1: Uh, a couple of questions, uh, Tommy, one on the Hopi Indians. Uh, They say the Hopi Indians, uh, I guess, in this village or or in the surrounding area of their their tribe, they all disappeared. And could have the star people have taken them and they all disappeared and the star people left this planet? Is that possible?
4: No, no. The Hopi people have always been in the United States, always. It's the only tribe out of 550 tribes that originated on planet Earth in the United States. They lived underground. They they have the ability to create light and everything, which, which is a high technique, which they're not going to release to the public ever. But uh, they came out to meet the white man. That's why they came out from underground. Uh, the Hopi prophecies had been found. They went into some of the caves that they have just found years, a couple of years ago and saw the prophecies written on the walls and things like that. But the Hopi people, here's one thing that, that very few people know, including the government, can't deny it. The Hopi race is the only race on this planet that has a different strand of DNA. So to say that we all came from the black race, we all came from this race, or that is a lie to the Hopi people. So, uh, again, how did they get here, who brought them here, and all that, it's a different story if we go back to Atlantis. But uh, they're the facts, whether people can accept that or want to, I mean, the the Mayans are trying to say they brought the Hopi people to the the United States, which is a lie. But the Mayans were an evil race. They were warring, killing beings. So to say uh, the Hopi people were never killing race, they have always been a peaceful race. And the government hated that. And that's why the government tried to get the Hopi people to fight with the the Apaches and and, uh, the uh, the Navajo people all the time. They kept trying and trying to get them to fight each other. But it never happened. But uh, like I said, when I was with Thomas Minyaka, he explained a lot of things to me because he's the oldest person alive that can tell me the history of how they lived on the ground. And they did have a God and, and different things. They weren't following aliens, not per se, but Thomas Minyaka. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot of truth in some of the things, but there's a lot of lies, twisted truth that people create to make their story fit into reality. Well, did you have All another right. question? Sorry.
1: Yeah, I I did. I, I was, was talking about Atlantis and uh, and the mythology of this of this thing. Uh, where where was Atlantis at in in your mind, Tommy? They say in the Bahamas. Okay. They, you it's know in
4: the Atlantic Ocean. It was on, in in it's it's there now. It's on the ground, but it's still there. But there were nine races there. Five races left. The four races stayed. The white, red, mm-hmm. yellow, and black races stayed. There was blue, green, uh, crystal race. I call them. They, uh, and they all left because they were spiritual enough to leave. They didn't leave in a the ship. They left in a spirit body uh, where the people that stayed are the people that actually were still here, which the, the aliens started playing with. And they made them into these warring creatures. I call them creatures because killing is not a, a natural thing among any kind of a spiritual person. Uh, and any race that kills people obviously aren't a spiritual race because then I, I don't want to get into religion too much right now, because no, I, I truly no. know Jesus was Jesus was the only one that taught about a true God. And it's not even in the Bible. So yeah, that's where the concepts of what did Jesus really teach? Very few people have a slightest clue what he was really teaching. It wasn't about protection. It wasn't about forgiveness and it wasn't about love. So those concepts are all the concepts that people can talk about. Every new age person that, that's t- talking about The future of the world, we love each other, we're compassionate, we're peaceful. That's not going to happen. I I use, quote, we are in hell, and we're trying to get out of it. We're not trying to stay in it. Uh, That's how I talk. Uh, So, yeah, I'm a rebel. I'm hardcore. But I had five death experiences, and I learned a lot more about each one uh, every time it happened. I spent 40 years traveling out of my body. I spent 10 years working with three different deities, and they're as real as anything. And they, they don't teach how to grow a, grow a corn on a field, or how to build a house. No spiritual being talks about that because it's not important. And mankind shifted their attention from spiritual truth to physical truth. Like science and traveling through space has nothing to do with spirituality. And meteorites and comets and all those things are not going to help mankind understand their spiritual self of, of what they are as soul. So, yeah, it's there's a lot of contradictory. And I know people don't have to accept anything I say. And I said, the only way you're going to prove that is by experiencing it. And there's ways to go about to do that, which is what I'm going to start teaching. Before I leave this planet, I want to at least leave that uh, scenario here for people that are ready to do that. And meditation's not the answer. It's only a starting point. Because if you, you block out awareness, you're not going to understand anything different. So, yeah, I work with a couple of alien races. I work with deities. The deities are much more incredible to work with than an alien. And the same is the, the angels. Angels are all programmed. They have their own specific teaching that they give to mankind. Now, Muhammad said he worked with Gabriel. So, I mean, we can take out what we want out of the truth out of that. There was only nine angels in the Bible. And I, and I tell people, if you're going to work with an angel, work with one that doesn't have a name in the Bible, but if, you're not, if you don't believe in the Bible. Why use an angel from the Bible if you don't believe in the Bible? So, yeah, there's, there's things that people squeeze together to make their reality fit and work
1: right I've been keeping up with uh, academia and what they're finding out and there's been a lot of uh, I guess if you watch this one program they can actually prove that uh, I guess that America was not founded by Christopher Columbus it was actually founded by the Vikings of course it was founded by the Indians first and they're actually. Well, going the Indi- wait, 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 wait,
4: wait! The Indians didn't find it. They were here. There's a difference. You can't find where you live. I mean, if I live here, I can't say I found it. I was born here, so this is where I am. So the Na- Hopi people lived here. Then the Vikings came and worked with them, which was the first step. That when the, when the Hopi people came out, and sure, then when the Spanish and the British came, then it was just mass slaughter. They killed fifty million Native people. And it was all evil. Everything no, They, they didn't did, do
3: that, but science... I can tell you about George science Washington proved that, sci- Science pro- proved that there was... Uh, the Clo- Clovis people were here first. Then the younger, driest uh, catastrophe happened. Then the Indians showed up.
4: Well, yeah, see, that's an academia. But, yeah. Well, 500 tribes came from around the world. Only one tribe, which was the Hopi tribe, which is only one area of the part of the United States where they lived underground. ground. They didn't love, live above ground. And people, nobody could even know that they were there. So uh, to, for science to prove anything, I talked to a person 100 years old who was here and, and dealt with that way back then. And the history now, they, they will not say anything positive about the Native Nation. The government is still killing them, which I don't want to get into. But I can tell you, it's not. They're not going to be happy until the last tribe is removed from the United States. Uh, I, and I got proof of that. But uh, again, American history is lies. Everything they said about the Native Nation is a complete lie. The Native people weren't the first people to go out and scalping people. All those things were twisted lies that man created to protect the white race. And the reason why they killed them, they called the Native people demons. The same as Moses came off the mountain and called all those people demons to kill him, and he killed 3,000 people. So when you don't like people, just call them a demon, and then spiritually you feel you have the right to kill them.
1: Yeah, we see that in modern times, that they, they demonize somebody, and that gives them a right to say anything they want to about them. But I, I heard the Clovis people uh, were here, and then they crossed the Bering Strait to come here initially, some uh, 60,000 years ago or whatever. And then they found these giant bones, uh, 9 feet, 12 feet tall. And they said the Indians killed them off because the, those giant humanoids were enemies of the Indians. They actually would kill them and eat them, from what I understand. And they found these bones here in the U.S., and they're finding them all over the world, these giant bones. And uh, that, oh, wow. so they
4: that's a fact. Yeah. But now the book of Enoch was taken out of the Bible because they didn't want to go into the stories about the giants. Right. But they did wipe out the giants. They did kill them. I mean, the whole story of, uh, what's it uh, when he killed the giant, I mean, that was based on what they were doing because they were having sex with the little people or trying and all these kind of things. Sure. They had to kill him, but there was still some left in the United States and in, in that continent. But the continent was one continent before it split apart. People don't even right. understand that. So, I mean, when you talk about history, it's whose history you want to accept. Now, the government cannot predict exact time. They can't even predict when, when the first race was here. I mean, when it actually was a human race. They can't predict any of that. So when people say, well, they know what time it was. Oh, that's 10 million years old, 10 billion years old. Really? How do you prove it? The same as they right. can't prove an alien race. Now, the government just released yesterday that Bigfoot was the hair that they found was only deer hair. You think they're right, going to come out oh. how many years later and say it was a Bigfoot? I mean, they're, they're protecting their, their selves, uh, which they're doing with the whole UFO, explain, explaining what they're doing now. But will they tell the world that they had two wars in the United States with Greys and kill them? Are they going to tell them that they had two wars in space with the reptilian race? No, they're not going to talk about that. They can't put that kind of fear in people. Or they won't, however you want to word it.
1: Yeah, but that'd be...
4: uh, the stories yeah good sorry
1: yeah that that'd be a scary disclosure they they if they're going to disclose it's going to be their way of course the government's way i i have to look at at things uh the here and now and my experiences have have made me look at things through a different perception maybe as you would or or somebody else would and i always i'm always keeping my eyes and ears open for for historical things, uh, for religious things, and for uh, mythology, and I, I heard that the people from Atlantis here out there teaching is that they went to Egypt. A lot of the people there, and that's who helped them build the pyramids uh, with their technology. Uh, there's there's all kinds of stories. I know Tommy that that probably is going to bounce off you pretty hard, but that's what academia is yes, sure. <laughs> teaching. You know. but I. I, that's why you take a look at history, and nobody can really nail it down. You're right. Uh, there's actually a program that's called Unearthed, and this guy is right, pretty straight right. up about it. He says, he says, whatever you've heard about history, none of it's right. And that's just like you say. Uh, none of it's right. We can't figure it out. Uh, matter of fact, we can't really figure out uh, when this nation started. Who, how these guys played into all this? George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, and uh, you know Benjamin Franklin. We don't know how this all played out and how this went, uh, or what they were really looking at as far as this country is concerned. Because now they're wanting to change everything again, and that's that's going to be an upheaval. But I, I look at I look at history as changing back and forth and back and forth. Academia don't know where to jump in and start. Uh, so it's, uh, the, but they're starting to look now at the disclosure factor of the UFOs. I'm glad because that that kind of gives me an opening of not being called crazy, but somebody who might know a little bit about this subject before disclosure happens. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I like getting involved in in the in the history part of it, uh, the religious part of it, uh, and and actually the here and now part of the the aliens. And I can equate the three together, except I'm going to have a hard time with mythology uh, because that's some of the things that we're talking about, the history of America. It sounds like uh, that none of us can really nail it down, so it almost goes into the category of mythology, just like in Central America with the Mayans. Uh, they, were a brutal, they were a brutal race, and they, they sacrificed but do you think, Tommy, that the yeah. sacrifices were made for reptilians?
4: Yep, definitely.
1: I I think so too. I think reptilians kind of see rule people.
4: Well, they were worshiping that. I mean, even the story of Quetzalcoatl in Mexico. He was a man, and he became a deity after he right. died, and he became. This, uh, but the stories. I went down here, I went to the pyramids. I went through all that stuff, and there's two stories, and one says that's a story, and the other one says no, that's the truth. See, you always have to get what people accept. And here it is. For me, conspiracy theory just means there's not enough people that believe that theory versus the theory. So the more people that get accepted to a theory, it becomes fact, where only a few people believe that, then it's uh, a conspiracy theory. But, I mean, when you talk about, like, the flat earth and what kind of people are talking about that, see, then we go off stream. And that's why they throw that into the picture now, to keep everybody sidelined from – Getting closer to the truth, and the truth is the only truth is what matters to you, and if it helps you, because no matter what people say and do everywhere on the planet, if it doesn't help you pay your rent, take care of your children, whatever it is, it doesn't really matter.
1: Right, it's the day-to-day grind that most people are involved in, and they go around with a box around their heads, and uh, that's exactly being shallow and and not looking at things in a realistic manner. And I guess that's why we, uh, we've got shows like TJ's got, where open-minded people can share their opinions and their thoughts about history, mythology, and religion, and aliens. And uh, that that is a, a good thing to do is to give it out and talk about it. And uh, I, I don't really have theories. I, I just have several options to choose from. And I right now I'd rather not choose. I don't really really want right. to say that you know that uh, this was that and that's it. That's that's all I'm going to believe. I I want to be open-minded and say here's my options in believing in Atlantis. Uh, where was it at? Uh, what kind of people were there? So my Good options question. are open on that.
4: I got a question for you now. I don't know if do you consider yourself spiritual or not. That doesn't matter. But are you aware of past lives, or did you ever try to? I mean, you said you could uh, hypnotize yourself. Did you ever try going back in past lives?
1: Yes. I I went back, and uh, I actually thought I was involved in World War II, and uh, I come back in past lives. I was in, the, of course, the Vietnam War. So I, I kind of lived through it. A couple of different times, but I, yeah, I, I I went back and I, I felt that I died during World War II. My brother said the same thing. One of my brothers, he he said the same thing that he felt that that he, he died from a, a bullet wound to the head, and uh, and he said he could feel it when it was when he was hit by it. Uh, that's that's kind of a almost a real thing when you can actually feel something that happens to you. Uh, past lives, I, I keep looking back. Uh, during the times, I guess, uh, the Egyptian days and maybe the days that Christ walked the earth, uh, I looked at maybe I saw some of this and I, I, I might have lived through it. Uh, or either, either that it's, it's a recessed gene or, or whatever chromosome in your brain that, that, holds, that holds these memories from, from the genetic uh, order that you come from. And maybe that's where that's at. They said that what, how much of our, our DNA is being used? Only about uh, 20% of it. Uh, the other 80% is uh, junk DNA, in which it's not junk DNA, be- be- I don't think.
4: Before you let go of that thought, before you let go of that thought, realize the physical reality is the physical reality, the spiritual reality is so different. Uh, DNA doesn't matter in the astral plane or the mental plane or the soul plane. When you deal with the physical world, science can only deal with the physical reality. They're never going to prove God, spirit, death, what happens, and all that. Uh, they're trying, and they will try. I mean, even CERN, they're going to try to go to dimensions, and there's there's multiple dimensions in the physical reality which people don't understand. And it doesn't right. mean you go into heaven; because you go to a dimension. So one other, the other thing you—I don't know how much you studied. I—I I was involved with it greatly—is the whole Montauk Project and the Philadelphia Experiment. Oh yeah, uh, I can tell you a lot that is the beginning of the destruction of planet Earth. And I'm serious about that. When uh, when they actually created the Philadelphia Experiment, they ripped the vortex in the, uh, the... It's actually the dimension between the astral plane and the physical reality. And after that happened, which was, you know when it was, when it happened, it allowed all these entities and, and aliens to come through it. So that was the cause of it. But now Tesla gave so much knowledge to the government, they created all these problems for mankind, which will destroy us. G5 is going to start killing people within two or three years. I prom- I'm not going to promise you that, but it will. So that was created as a weapon. It wasn't created for a toy or our cell phones. So the things they're releasing, and, and you have, see, people don't want to dig, 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 dig into the truth of what's going, what's happening, what, how does it affect people. The, the the new 5G will go right through your brain where the like the uh 4G is not as powerful. It needs a closer range, it's a, a lower band, but it can go through anything. So I mean if you wear a steel steel suit or like uh what what was the other word you use the you put around something to protect it uh I think it was created by the army. Uh I can't even think of the word. It's a shield that protects you from this radiation and everything else. Okay. Yeah. But uh in the interim, uh, the new 5G will actually Faraday affect you cage. a lot more. Yeah, the Faraday cage. Sorry, yeah, thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I was with a friend who was in the army, who worked on that with the army when they created it, and she told. This is what she told me, and I'm just telling you, I was friends. She was a cripple. She was a paraplegic in a wheelchair. She was a Buddhist, but uh, she said to me, "What you should do," and she said, "She said it to me." You should get a lot of people to work with you and create a psychic Faraday cage to protect the planet uh, or protect a certain situation. Uh, I thought it was interesting, but you know, you try to talk to other people. Oh, that's crazy. But in reality, it could be a real thing uh, to protect ourselves in the future. Yeah. I mean, instead of yeah, building this.
1: Yeah, that's a possibility, Tommy. But like you said, there's going to be about 90% of the people out there that they wouldn't uh, wouldn't go in for it uh, uh they're too shallow exactly. for that you know they're just too exactly. shallow for open thoughts and 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 mind think it's just a lot of it's not there i would have i don't think the ufo's or the et's would have come to me if i was closed minded and i always say to myself i you know when i go out to sedona i want to be able to see something else going on there i want to see another uh, dimensional slip i want to see Uh, I want to meet another hybrid alien, and maybe I can learn to talk to these people uh, and not be dumbed down. I I don't know, but uh, but, and a lot of people say, well, I'd like to go with you, Dave. And I said, wait a minute, are you open-minded? I mean, you have to be open-minded. You have to open yourself up to this, just like you're saying with these people that's psychic ring around the planet. You've got to open your mind up to these things, these ideas. And if, and if you're closed-minded and you've got this ideology in you that, uh, that just, won't stop, you know, it just it won't stop putting walls between you and, and a sense of reality out there, uh, this, this is not total reality, the physical life. We, we have other dimensions. I slipped into those other dimensions during abductions. I, I don't know how that happened, but, uh, you know, my sister's voice come through one abduction and, and I heard her voice and she was dead four years Uh, Before that abduction occurred uh, To me so Something is slipping through like you Said the philadelphia project Created this this Chasm i guess in the in the veil And and everything started slipping In uh it's same Way with abductions i think uh, something uh, In other dimensions Slips in while while you're Having uh, an abduction event Uh that's That's where i've seen things and i I've had dreams where I went back uh, to 1979, I believe it was, when my dad was working at a, at a plant, and I went there looking for him. It was very vivid, and I saw him in, in his clothing and everything, and I went down this man lift, in which is a, a, a thing that rolls down with a step, and he he'd looked over and looked down at me, and I asked him what year it was, and I heard the last part of it saying nine. So I went back in time. Uh, for that one, that was a, that was a, you know, a slip back in time, and that happens uh, when you, when you you have these UFO experiences, you're left with with all this type of, I guess, in and out knowledge that comes in and out of your mind and and, and your your memory system, so it's it's, I, I you know after you you, you get to talking about all this stuff, it it cause you to stutter because it's really it's it's really a big a big something bigger than what us humans can even understand
4: Well, you know and and what what like what TJ's trying to do right now uh I feel we need the desire we need the will we we have to want it we have to want to change and if we don't take that first step to say hey we have to change or we're going to destroy the planet we will never do it but uh I feel we have a, a, a window. It's a real short window right now that I think if we can actually change it, if we all start realizing the same interest of like trying to preserve the planet instead of destroy it. But uh, as long as we have people in politics that want to do tracking and, and bring back coal burning and all those kind of things, we've got a serious problem that we have to work out and weather control and the harp system is the most dangerous weapon on the planet right now. And there's five of them in the United States and there's one in Hawaii on this island. And there's one on the other island in Hawaii and Russia, Germany, and China all have one now too, but they don't know how to use it like we do. So yeah, that's the got, only thing that actually yeah. helps us.
1: We got one in Alaska but, um, and I lived about 40 miles away from it. Uh, but Well, that's yeah, the first I, I, one I, ever I've built. Yeah. Have you heard the Taos hum? You know what that hum is? Yep.
2: yep. Yeah.
1: Uh, it originated out of Taos and, uh, uh, there's a lot of questions about that. I even have the towels home, and I don't know what it is. I, I, I still can't figure it out. And sometimes it's really loud. Sometimes it just it's in the background, and it's a diesel engine. Uh, like, it sounds like a diesel here's engine. What, here's
4: what I want you to do. Here's what I want you to do. The next time you hear it, stick your finger in your right ear. You should still hear it. Stick your finger in your left ear. You probably will not hear it. I'm just telling you to try it out. Because it's the left part of the brain that hears it for some reason. Now, multiple people here in Hawaii don't hear it. One out of maybe 15 people do hear it here. It's really loud. It bugs me all night. Uh, and it's different. It's sometimes, I'll describe it, it's like, yeah. or sometimes yeah, it's just, uh, it, the timing so, is different at different times.
1: So, what do you Let's think? try that. Yeah, they're, they're, what do you think that causes the tiles, hum Tommy, from what your your past is, uh, what I'm looking at is it could be military uh, technology, communication devices that works on low frequencies under 20 uh, megahertz, and maybe that's what they're using. Uh, they use it in the mm-hmm. ocean and for I guess for submarines, and it actually is bothering the whales and the, and the dolphins. They're, Well, let me tell you this.
4: Here in Hawaii, we have the harp system boat, which is a boat, comes in every six months. All right. Here, uh, we had this one area where it was a big dolphin. All the dolphins come in there and people swim there. They drop nine boxes in the water along there to keep the dolphins away. But it's to help increase their frequency. Uh, underwater and and yeah uh, you know, we have dolphins dying we have we don't have as many dolphins here as we do whales, and we do have whales dying, and they won't admit to that either. So uh, it is and I would say ninety percent I would say, government, ten percent aliens. Now realize here in Hawaii our army base is multiple levels down. I have one friend that went eight levels down on in the in the base here. So yeah, when they go go that far down. There are alien bases down there as well, especially in uh, different parts on the mainland. I don't know about Alaska. I was never there. I can't talk about that one. But as far as the sounds, I mean, like you said, when you hear them, I guess my partner, Do "You hear that? I don't hear nothing. I don't hear nothing." So yeah,
2: right, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's but a I menace think it's
4: an Uh Yeah, it, it it's destructive. I think. I don't think it's a positive thing at any level. But it does hurt whales. It does hurt dolphins. And that's a serious problem on the planet right now, uh, because it is affecting people, whether they hear it.
1: You said 10% alien uh, causes that hum. How did you come about thinking that?
4: Because I do a lot of -of out-of-body traveling, and uh, I don't know if you know the name Drunvalo Melchizedek. He was talking about the the crystal race. Well, he he was supposed to bring the crystal race out to the public because they live underground. So I went inside the earth trying to trying to meet him. I was hoping that they, they stay as a crystal when they're inside the earth. So it's not like you're going to meet a person and talk to them. But it does vibrate. Crystals, uh, I don't want to get, there's so much technology that people don't understand. There's a crystal inside every brain. That crystal is what produces the adrenaline in the body as well. And the one last thing on that, when they burn a Buddhist lama, he always leaves a crystal or a gem there. And they travel the world with that. They go around the world with the gems from Mila Reaper and all these famous uh, spiritual beings, spiritual people, that uh, when they burn their bodies, there's always a crystal there. That crystal retains all their awareness. I don't know if you remember the special where they had the island where they had all these skulls and skulls the top circles were cut out of their heads.
1: Right, yeah, I well, remember they
4: were, that, right. they were all in different positions. I truly believe that the alien race came down and took the crystals out of everybody. And then they saw what we're doing and how we're doing it and everything else. So, yeah, people don't want to go that far into it. They just wanted to, well, how could they do an operation on a skull in those days? They couldn't. So they cut a complete circle, and, 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 and while the body's in a sitting position, it's like impossible to, for us to even do right now. So
1: Would the crystal be be in the penile gland? Is that where it's located? It's in the center
4: of, I think it's in the exact center of the brain. It's such a tiny little crystal. Uh, I worked with this, I was in Khamun, and one of my teachers was a doctor doing the research on that, and that's when they found it. It was only years ago they actually found that everybody has this crystal inside the brain, and it does produce the adrenaline in the body. And the adrenaline makes the body super strong, which is not normal. So it's not like uh, anything that anybody could actually prove how it works. So yeah, there's a lot I, of interesting.
1: Uh, I, 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 uh, I like to get into talking about the deities that you that you say that you've encountered. Uh, or do they do they look like angels like we say or people? No, think? not at all. No. Okay, uh, what do they well, look like?
4: I, I don't think I don't think TG wants to go that far. maintain. we will do that. Maybe another day uh, we can go into that. At least we put it up in the topic uh, so that we can get into that if you want. Because, uh, yeah, I don't want to try to bring that into the alien world because they're not aliens. Uh, they're separate. There's, there's five deities that became gods, and each realm has one of those deities as a god of that realm so that souls can't go past it. But I don't want to get into all that. It's just so much more outside of what we're talking about.
1: Right. Uh, even, I, just even to, I just wanted to question that because we, uh, we hit upon that, and I – and I, I wanted to. I, I want to find out. One way to learn is to have people like yourself and other people, and and you share what you know about what's going on with all these subjects. That way, you might you might be able to find an answer for yourself. We may not be right, finding right. an answer for the audience. The audience may not find a lot of the answers are are, you know, uh, options that we we're talking about here, but but we can probably narrow it down be, based upon our past experiences. And my past experiences with UFOs is what brought me to this show and to other shows. Uh, and I, and I, I know a little bit about the history part of it, mythology and uh, archaeology. I, I know enough to have an understanding of a lot of things, but academia is teaching all different kinds of things in schools, and they they, act, they just don't. They don't teach everything that, that, uh, that history is, is not what we know it. And, I, you know, I, I think a lot of people need to understand that. Uh, but we will never work to be in a peaceful society, maybe, like you're saying, that uh, this this could be, they call it uh, hell on earth. A lot of people have said that. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it, it probably is. You know, I've, I've lost some loved ones, and, and we all have. And but we all keep considering well they're going to another dimension, or they're going to, and you said that may not be the dimension that that we call heaven, it might be another dimension, right. and we and I, i've heard I've heard the hybrid aliens uh, I've heard this one uh gentleman young uh, Japanese gentleman who told me he said, and this is weird because this is in Sedona, and he was probably part of the the hybrid program, and he said that A lot of aliens believe in reincarnation. Uh, Whether they're in... Oh, no, they do. They they plant different souls. Are we carrying around more than one soul in our body? Is that possible? Uh,
4: Uh, We can talk about that. I was doing ghost busting when I was 16 years old. Uh, I was working with the top psychic medium in the United States at that time. And we proved that it was real. We were proving it everywhere. I proved it every day to myself. But uh, soul... Here's the thing. I mean, with the abortion thing and everything else, two souls can't stay in one body. Even when you hypnotize somebody, the soul like kind of steps out so the other soul can come in and like if you're doing like a channeling and things like that so that that person can talk. Uh, so when a baby's being born, soul into the baby right before it's born, but it doesn't live inside the mother the whole time. It stays around the mother, but it doesn't stay inside her. So And that's why they had so many crib debts and all those kind of things, which still happen. But there's no reason why they don't understand how and why. A soul has to reincarnate into a body that's suitable to their karma. And believe it or not, there could be a time when a baby's coming in and that karma is not right for that child.
1: Right, so that yeah. child can't
4: be born. So uh, it has to wait for it.
1: We're
4: getting a lot of feedback. I know what. Yeah. You do. I don't know what you're doing now.
0: I had to call back in on the phone. Sorry. Matt, are you still here?
3: Yeah, more, more or less. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Bless your heart. So you're doing okay? All right. Well, uh, we ought to think we've only got 15 minutes left, but uh, at least you can hear me now. I've been trying to be into the conversation, but the computer wouldn't let me, so I had to unplug call back in as a listener myself. So I wanted to make sure Mad was still here. All right. Well, uh, I think we've had a good show for Alienology of uh, for our social media friends on Facebook with uh, Dave Emmons, Tommy Hawksblood, Sinisee, and Myself, what little bit I could get a word in edge was, but that's because it's my show and I don't care. So yay! And a mad painter has been very ill, but he's a good person and he's agreed to help me because of uh, you know it's hard to get people on different planes of existence and uh, in different levels of intelligence to agree or disagree or come to talk to each other. About history and mythology And we're going to try to stay out of politics and religion But you guys know I was founded here To get the Stargate to the Cosmos event With Tommy and Janet And we finally completed that in 2018 Though Tommy and I was not a part of that Janet is uh, in Hawaii And saying that it, it was okay It's her franchise now So we're going to start the Allied Command Organization With uh, whoever wants to be in it, but uh, we are the oh, ACO gosh, network gosh. media partners. Oh, on okay. What, Tommy? I didn't understand what you said.
1: I think that uh, might have been Janet.
0: No, she's not on this show. Oh. That was Tommy, like a, but.
1: Sound like a woman's voice.
0: Oh, it may have been Namgal when she gets
4: uh, – was that nam Uh, I No, I heard somebody talking on my phone as well, a woman. Yeah.
0: I've heard that before. That comes through sometimes on uh, – Mad, what do you call that?
3: I might just have lines crossed or something. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, but I have heard a woman before. I think it has to do with Blog Talk, maybe the studio, you think? They've, from New York, they've hooked up in Washington.
3: Yeah, it could be Skype, too. Yeah.
0: Oh, really? Have feedback because we're using Skype? I used it, uh, but at least I got in because before I was on my phone and it was, remember we started the show earlier and at the normal time? Let me, before we run out of time here, Dave, do you want to be with our ACO Network Media and return again next week? Cause uh, our another night since you've been in radio, you apparently said you could hold a show if you wanted to on a subject for two yeah. hours, like Tommy.
1: Well, that's but, why uh, I was asking Tommy questions. I was I was trying to practice being on the other end and asking some uh-huh. questions, and these are questions. I wanted to get his feedback on him, and that way I can give it some thought, what he says and what I feel, and then, and then kind of string it together. Uh, I got one last question maybe I can throw out there to all of you. I go to these airport screening things when you go international flights and you have this machine that goes around. You hold your arms up, and you might have heard me talk about this, TJ, but when I walk out, the TSA guy grabs me by the arm and he says, you're not going nowhere. And I said, why? And I I looked up at the, uh, he he said, look at this. And on this, it had a figure of a human drawn on it, and it had yellow spots in about five different areas. And I said, oh, that's my back. I got got plates back there in my back. He said, it's not your back. He said, step aside. I said, oh, my God, I'm in trouble.
2: Oh, wow.
1: So they patted me down. They, they, They put the wand on me and everything. They couldn't figure out what it was one guy gave me a red card to give to the airline stewardess as I as I boarded and I think that red card told her, Watch this guy. You know, I had these red these yellow splotches on me and I think they're energy splotches from my abductions. They might have implanted energy in me like they did my car and they they my, my fingers are electrical sometimes. I can touch my wife and she can she'll say, Oh, you got a lot of electricity and she and it, it hurts her. And so I don't know what those yellow spots are. Maybe one of you guys can can figure that out. Uh, Tommy, any thoughts? Hello, Tommy?
4: Tommy, are you Sorry, here?
2: Yes,
4: yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Have uh, you heard of I agree, with you. I agree with you. No, no, I, I agree with you 100%. I, I think there are energy spots that they, they put on you. they they got to monitor you, and I guess they monitor everything you do. What's the point? You know, see, here's the thing. They're a different race. They're not humans. They don't think like we do. They don't right. need what we think we need. So right. how you perceive what, what an ant wants? What do they want in their life? What's a butterfly want in his life? I mean, it's a different race, different creature. It's like they have an agenda. Well, we keep track of them. Why? What, what am I going to do that's going to help you? You come to a space and talk to me? Why? I mean, we don't understand those things, and I don't think we ever will because they're a different race of beings. So, I mean, yeah, the Pleiadians are us from the future, so they're very much like us. But when you talk about the reptilian race or the draconians or the – now, nobody talks about the mantis much, but they're the most evil ones because they control most of the the races in space. But, uh, again, we don't know what their agenda is, and every one of them has a different agenda. So let's well, about vision. why we wanted yeah. this website was set up. I don't
0: know, if, Dave. Did you have a chance to go check out the website? So let me explain. We have a web presence for all the topics that I've been interested in and been working on since two, before 2004. But as ACIR, and I'm bringing together my allied command intergalactic relations. Uh, Dave, and you're not aware of the new project for 2020 to forward, but that's what I'm working on. So I put it on Patreon for everybody, and you can go to it. called Allied Command Organization, and that's on Patreon. And once we get $500 uh, raised, we're going to begin doing our own promotion of various uh, alienologists and ufologists that I've been working with since 1967. And uh, Yeah, I've invited one last night, Dr. Bruce Cornett, Ph.D. in paleontology, and uh, we're just going to have to wait and see. But, Dave, you were number one for alienology, but Daryl Sims was my first alienologist and then Steve Colburn, but you're only the third uh, I've invited to actually express that I could possibly – market you as an alienologist because you're a journalist right. if you're gonna to, to be able to yeah. do those uh topics under alienology with
2: us. But go ahead. Yeah, what I'm were you gonna, gonna say? I'm
1: gonna try to find time. I know I've been I've been busy with other shows and uh other things. I think uh, Grant Cameron has some things that he might have planned for me. But uh I
2: uh
1: you know I I'm interested in all of it. I've been looking up the ACO uh, thing and I, I, you got so much, TJ, so many websites. It takes forever to get through them. You are a busy woman, are you? You just, I, I you've been all over the place. So well, you know, I have
0: to think about yeah. it. I'm running a, I'm running an allied command. I'm not running just one little blog talk or one little doggy that's barking right now because there's yeah. people in my house, and uh, you know it, it's hard to run a 3D family. And still do the kind of work I do, but I've had a lot of people die. My producer, uh, well, my my publisher, editor in Canada, died. Dirk Vanderplug, my husband died. My daughter died. But Kevin Smith died. He had me on his radio show before I was ever a radio show host. And the minute I uh, made this, instantly the world provided caricatures of me to another company, a guy that made my – as an ET on cups and T-shirts – and so apparently not everybody in the ufology and alienology world get to have their picture plastered off with other people like in this business. So I've been around a long time. It's just a lot of people are making money off of me in a lot of different ways. It's amazing. So I've right. been good for I've been good for the planet, I've been good for the world, and I've been good to the UFO business. The only people that repel me are other people that are competing with me. And I didn't know we were in a competition till just recently that uh, yeah, at all. I thought yeah. we were working together.
1: Yeah, that is strange. I found that in the hierarchy of the UFO, ufologists, just like yourself. I, I, I put you in that uh, stratosphere, too, that hierarchy uh, of the ufologists. And a lot of them were kind of competing for intellectual property. And the intellectual property actually belongs to the experiencer. Uh, I think Tommy does his own uh, research and his own his own experiencing, so he he's he's hands on. But a lot of the ufologists who are out there, uh, talking heads, are you know they they've never experienced anything. They're going off of what other people have done. So uh, yeah, it's that's where the competition I, comes.
3: I, I'd be from. under that category. You're what? <laughs> I said I'd be under that category.
1: Which category? Uh,
3: <laughs> the ones that let everybody else do the research. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, but uh, I'm I'm doing I guess uh, right now trying to figure my own events out and uh, and trying to work with that. But I I am really really interested in hearing from other people. Uh, you know, like Tommy it was very interesting tonight. Uh, he shares a wide range of uh, of of knowledge about different uh, you know categories, and that's what I like to hear. You know, it's like. The exchanges him and I had I, I enjoyed that you know it's a uh, you know you can you can learn something you know from from that that type of exchange. I enjoyed it
0: well, we've been doing it seven years here, but we've been doing it with me paying all the bills. so what's happened <laughs> is I decided after doing this free on social media and paying quite a few thousand dollars in and getting nothing in return, uh, I decided I wanted to stop being a sheeple people. For, uh Facebook and Google and Microsoft, and so I went to Patreon only because uh, some of the other people that are in my business in u- promoting events for ufology, uh, including Alejandra Rojas, because one of the girls that came to uh, gather up all my free sheeple people on UFO Digest, gathering people to interview For some guy wanting to run up his YouTube channel, I didn't know that everybody was competing out there to put content on their YouTube channels. I've got a whole bunch of them out there, but I never cared about how many Facebooks I had or how many YouTubes I had or how much you monetize anything. But now they've got everybody in this ufology business competing, and this wasn't where we were going in the beginning, at least Back before I came here And then got with Stanton Friedman And George Fowler But my husband took me out To Roswell UFO uh, Museum And uh, we began there Because we had an off-planet message And I guess I'm still here doing it But i was I'm very involved With extraterrestrial higher level And doing the job I think we're here to support each other But it depends on an individual person As to what they're experiencing On the planet as to whether they're getting any assistance, but just the fact that I've been paying the bills, I think that's doing a good job. So, you yeah, know, but I thought I'll swap it around and make it a, a public benefit company, and everybody can pitch in. But we'll see how that goes. Otherwise, I could just shut it down. But you know, everybody right. can go listen to Tom DeLonge. But I've got to get all these people that've been working with me for years for free in social media to wake up and right. smell the coffee because yep. most people are starving to death out there. Right. You know.
1: Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Bruce Cornett earlier. I've been talking to him off and on this past week or so, and our interests uh, were hybrids. That's what drew us together, and we've been uh, sending each other, you know, some postings and, and uh, texting each other, and we spent some time on the phone. And he's a he's a real nice guy. He's got an ac- academic background in which ties in with with what he's talking about. Uh, very interesting. He, he you know, he's, he knows of hybrids and he's had experience with hybrids. So that's what got me interested in Bruce Cornett.
0: Well, did you listen to him last night on my show?
1: No, I was on Grant Cameron's show last night.
0: Well, You may want to go so, back and listen to it and yeah. uh, see how he and I are involved.
1: Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll do and he's that. he's been a
0: friend of he's been a friend of Tommy Sinisi's for over 20 years. So you know, if you want to if you want to do radio and you're serious about radio and journalism, we're looking at it to create a company with a mad painter and uh, other artists out there. Uh, I have Ace Metaphysical Institute and I have Amiga, which is American. Uh, well, it's Ace Metaphysical Institute graphic artist, but I'm going to call it Amiga. But get uh, we have so many people wanting to do my caricatures. And we already have people. And then uh, I had California T-shirt cotton people from back in 89, 90. Me and Michael Jackson's brothers, the Michael Jackson's brothers with Gulu Watermool. And he did my business in the California at L.A. So I know it sounds funny, but the psychic network part in, is a big part of this because people love to talk with people that feel connected to Something greater than themselves And Tommy's helped right. me for years And another girl named Barbara And uh, you know Everybody can call it whatever But I call it educational entertainment Because each individual It's 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 very subjective And very in- individual As to what is God And what is not Or what is religion and what is not Or what is history and what is not And what is mythology So I've been running these brands uh well, at least since 2004 with GoDaddy. So how many years is that? 2004 to 19. Almost 15 years. So I'm not a newbie, but I feel like a newbie because we're starting all over again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: I welcome, get, welcome yeah, to our
0: group. I, and uh, yeah. I just need to know how serious you are and
1: well, stay in I touch. Get, yeah, I will stay in touch, and I, I will study. Some of the things you got with ACO, uh, ACO, and, and and the other organizations, many of them, uh, I can, I can do interviews as well as, you know, express my events and experiences. Also, it takes one to know one. Uh, that's well. That's Bruce one. is
0: going to come on. He almost came on tonight. I uh, think he's coming on tomorrow, but uh, uh, Mad. Just so we're 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 out of time, but
2: Mad,
0: uh, Mad has arranged for Friday night with Elena Scott, and I know that Bruce Cornett is very interested in in tomorrow night's show. Now, Mad, is Elena agreed already to come on?
3: Oh yeah, yeah.
0: All right, so Matt has taken over what Janet was doing, was booking shows for us, but he's taking over uh, – explain what a general manager is, so uh, he'll know, because he's thinking about coming on as one of our radio show hosts. Just so, help
3: out whenever I can, and I have time to, and, uh, you know, whatever.
0: <laughs> okay, well, we have Saturday it's open exciting,
3: for As a show. much as I can, like like tonight, I noticed that the show wasn't going on, so I've inquired why.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, why are we not on? So, <laughs> so he had to sort of take over. But I did let you know that I did call in on Skype direct. So, can we look at that, Ahmed, to keep us on the uh, going here? And uh, we've been here seven years, folks. We're not going away. We're just learning how five G is affecting us with Skype and. You can always get in touch with the Mad Painter. He runs everybody that's our Facebook crew on Skype for us. And, Dave, uh, give us give everybody your Skype name in the radio business because they'll be able to contact you. Is it Dave?
2: Uh,
1: it's it's D.D. Emmons, 5649. That's my Skype name. But I don't get on Skype that much. Uh, only when I have an appointment, like for, uh, you know, Grant does Zoom. And uh, so I get on Zoom with him. And I have Skype with another guy, uh, and and another two radio stations I have Skype with, and and, uh, Grant has got Zoom. But I don't use it uh, other than that. That's just about it, uh, Patrice.
0: Me either. But uh, it was uh, back in 2012, 2013, maybe, when Ahmed uh, hired me, so to speak, for Mike Ringley with freedomslips.com and revolution.radio, or at least to carry me as a contractor. Uh, running a separate channel and then we we uh, market together as does Janet Carrollson and a Mad Painter now. So we have all these websites and we just put on the RSS feed on the websites, right? So anybody can get our our shows off of those. Plus I carry them on Spreaker and I pay fifty on one show and twenty on the other, that's seventy a month to put them in cover. So we got all our numbers over there. Plus we've got FM Blueberry. Stitcher, uh, of course on iTunes, but it takes people years to get all this plugged together, and, and it's it's amazing
1: right. to me yeah. that
0: we don't see more numbers on each each one and how where we could have them all together, but my my numbers on my websites are outrageous for people around the world, and they miss me when I don't do a show. So I've learned we have a huge following, and it could be bigger if we choose to uh, work together like I said, I don't mind putting money into something if that's – after seven years, we're starting – that's a God number, by the way, in my mind. We did seven years. Are right. you kidding me? <laughs> seven yeah. years? So, oh. uh, of, co- of course, that Bruce Cornette is in my ACO club, and I invite you. He's doing two events, and he will wear our brand or be under our flag, the ACO. Yeah, like so to- I hope you'll consider yeah. it.
1: Mm-hmm. I, i'd like you, to uh do a show with bruce he's a nice guy and you know sometime in the near future uh we know, can arrange you know, that, like that
0: if you yeah. if you want to try to uh let me know where uh which night and uh and tommy knows bruce and bruce emails me he emailed me about five today so uh we're all in the same club at least on my facebook but a uh, Ahmad's going to try to keep up with who's who, and Ken R. Johnston's supposed to come on tomorrow night. He's setting up a chain of command, and Tommy and Ken and me are working with him, and now I guess uh, ACO Club will be you and Bruce Cornett working together. So just get with Bruce and ask him when. Uh, do you want to interview him or you want him to interview you? Because he's good, too. We can go
1: back and forth. Uh, I mean, it's just like Tommy and I. Tommy... Asked me a few questions for clarification, and I asked him a lot of questions. I guess uh, I, because I've been on both sides of the radio scheme, so I I know you know I know how to interview people and, and ask questions. Uh, okay, well, you know, that's that's where I'm at. But I I actually want to get my story out too because I want to hear feedback about people who've had the similar experiences that I have, and I'm trying to find the truth in my own I guess on my own path. But I'm 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 able to walk off that path and do something else every once in a while too. Okay,
0: well you sound like me. That's you know, sort of why I got into this was trying to find kindred spirits to set up organizations, but people in Facebook and my groups, you look how many social media groups I've got and how many names on different channels I've right, got. Right. Mm-hmm. And the reason is is I've spent years and years trying to get everybody to work together. So the reason I have so many groups and clubs and In Websites is people (laughs) Personalities
2: Even Janet
0: and Tommy they both Started with me together but they wound up Going one ace and ACO so uh, uh, Ken uh, And and Tom Have agreed to help me uh, Do directorships And uh, we will discuss That with Tommy and Bruce and And you and uh, Get all this Tommy wants to help me with My school ace metaphysical Institute but uh, you can help me with radio and journalism. That's the two right. places right. I put you. And then right. alienology is a topic. But you just think about it. Give me the topics, and we'll get back uh, tomorrow night with uh, Bruce and uh, uh, Tom and Elena Scotts coming on. But uh, you're just uh, get back to me. Email me. You've got my email, right? Okay. The only place. Right. I found you is on Facebook, but right. uh, Ahmed, is it okay to leave Thursday for alienology right now? Did this work for you, Amad, This six, I guess seven. Oh, I don't know even know what time.
3: No, I, I can't do it on Thursdays.
0: Okay, well thank you for tonight. I, we I, really appreciate
3: I, it. I told you, yeah, last week that I'd only sit in the you know the first show or two, and that'd be it.
0: Okay, well, I set this up for uh, Janet, but then she moved 8 to 10, and I'm left with the 6 to 8 spot. But uh, if it works out, then maybe Dave can take it over, and I'll just set the board up for the topic. And him and Tommy or Bruce, we'll figure it out. Maybe Tommy. But Tommy, Tommy, didn't you do Wednesday? You
4: did Wednesday, didn't you? I did. We did Wednesday. We did a couple of different days on and off Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Well, all
0: right. Well, uh, this, this Sunday, Brett Luter wants to come on, so uh, he's going to be an interview. Uh, he wants to help do radio, he does step in co hosting on Revolution or KGRA. I forget which station. Well, anyway, are we we'll on the air? Yeah,
2: we're Trace, fixing to we get off,
0: though. Uh, yes, we're fixing to get off right now, so oh, okay. Every- Everybody, thank you so much. And we thank were going to go as ACO Network Media Partners, and we'll be back tomorrow night. And uh, Mad, what time do you have booked on uh, for us on Fridays? I'll get lost. Eight,
3: eight to ten.
0: Okay, eight to ten is our normal hours for the last seven Standard. years. Our six to eight. What is it?
3: Yes, yeah, Eastern Standard Time.
0: All right. So you are going to keep Friday open for you and Ken, though, right? For Alex and yeah, yeah
3: yeah okay yeah
0: all right i mean so
3: friday together a monthly magazine
0: okay for friday or for every show, everybody so that I'm wants sure. to be an a c o
3: yeah this is for all of' them. Any, Can, ACO.
0: Uh, go ahead so
3: i said it's for, it's for all any shows it's a c o
0: okay, yeah. you're gonna run it together, so Dave could put an article in there about his yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He he is a journalist, so uh twelve hundred wor- words is it? We're sticking to twelve hundred or roughly I, thereabouts. I right.
3: Yeah, I'd have to go back and check it. I'm not even sure. It's only it's only four pages, you know.
0: Okay. Well pages. Dave, just get back to uh, him um, if you're
3: interested. Okay, okay we'll, we'll do. do
0: Alienology and I guess show back up then if you're gonna want to get into hosting and if you got along with Tommy, uh Tommy uh You and Dave can try and we'll get uh, Bruce involved Go ahead
3: Dave has me on Skype by the way Oh okay All right.
0: (laughs) if this doesn't work out We'll work another day out for you and Bruce And Tommy And Tommy's bringing on another Bruce McDonald For uh, what do they call that Uh, Supporters uh, Preppers We're going to do a prepper show uh, Mad with Bruce McDonald Is that the name Bruce McDonald. Yep.
3: Yeah, I yep. I, I know Bruce.
0: Okay. Uh, preparation, and he's a software developer, but he's also a historian. So he's going to be a uh, he's from a uh, former Revolution folks. So we're going to bring back Dave McDonald as a radio show, and uh, possibly Dave, if Dave can work out uh, his time on Thursday or another day. Well, well, Dave, just get with our station manager. This is uh, Ahmed. And let him know uh, if you enjoyed this with me and Tommy, and if you'd like to come on as ACO partner with me and Bruce Cornett. Okay. Okay.
1: All right. And uh, sounds And great. you're the reason uh-huh. I'm getting so many friend requests from all around the world.
0: <laughs> really? Well, thank yeah. you. Why? Yeah. Why are you saying that?
1: Because I I, I see names from uh, like Spain and Italy and and UK, and and I know you know my. I don't have friends that direction or anything. So your show goes worldwide. So yes, I, I it does. I'm, I'm figuring I'm getting those friend requests from those people. Uh, oh, you don't know how aren't.
2: deep we go yet.
0: Keep going. Yeah. What? Uh, most of uh, them what? Uh,
1: a lot of them don't have UFO experience, but they're curious.
0: Good. Yes. Uh, Mad's even surprised, I think. How deep we go. He's learning. He's like, he didn't know I had all this. and I have a lot more than you can't even see. I'm very deep uh, into the internet. Very, very deep. So uh, it's just like LinkedIn, folks level one, two, three, four, and five. Just give me a call. And my name is Teresa J. Morris. And Dave Emmons has made my night, probably my eternity.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. well, I can tell you're uh, good
0: for business. All right. Yeah. Well, you, yeah. So if, if you'd like to come back, please let. Tommy and Ahmad, know they both been with me at least seven years, and Lord knows how many past lifetimes. But we're still doing the same old thing. <laughs> Connecting yeah, the in, jur- <laughs> in journalistic
1: school, they teach you marketing, uh, Teresa.
0: Well, good. That's- well, why don't you give me a call and an email, please, and let's get together and talk some okay. more. And right. uh, we appreciate it. All right. Thank All right. you. And I'm sorry you, you felt like there was some kind of disconnect. That's. I'm sorry about the delay tonight, okay, Dave? I apologize. That's fine.
1: It's okay.
0: All right. That's All right. Afraid. So next Thursday, if this time slot's open, we're going to keep it open for alienology. you just got to let yourself, you know, see how it simmers.
2: Right. And let, okay.
0: let Ahmed and Tommy know. All right. Will All right. do.
2: Thank, Thank you.
0: you. Thank you. everybody. Look forward All to tomorrow right. night with Elena Scott. Thank you, Tommy, as usual. And Good Pleasure. Uh, I guess you'll be back Sunday then, Tommy. Okay, if not Saturday right. with Elena Scott and Ken. But everybody's welcome. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay.
3: Yeah, good night. night. All all have right. Good night. Yeah. All right.
0: Thank you, Matt. I know you were sick. Thank you.
3: No problem.
2: <laughs> I'm gonna play my music. <laughs> The Bluegrass I'm